on episode number five. So, yeah, I'm really happy to have Guy over today. Guy and I met a few years ago. He's the founder of Austin. And today, on this nice fall November day in Texas, we are at Guy's Listing and um, just kind of as the founder of Austin, I really want to talk to him about the town, the real estate market here, what's going on, what are the trends, what are the price points. We hear a lot about Austin from news sources, podcasts, tech companies are moving in here, Elon Musk, I believe there's other big tech companies that are coming in here for just whether it's uh, income tax or whether it's human capital or just because this area ha just has a little bit more of a lifestyle that people, uh, entrepreneurs want and pursue. So, uh, Guy, thanks for joining. Yeah, thank you, Doc. Just, good, to, good to see you. Yeah, just, uh, you know, I, I wanted to go back to the early days in the beginning. You know, we opened up the flagship office in Austin about, what, three years ago? Three years, or it was probably like, October 2018. Mm -hmm. Okay, to yeah. give the listeners a little bit more color, I mean, you and your wife Morgan, you run the Ober Group. You guys yeah. are are basically the the Lake self described as the Lake Travis kids. Yeah, uh, you know every nook and nook and cr uh, cranny of this uh, of, of this amazing lake here that uh, actually uh, Frank and I had the pleasure of fishing this morning. But um, three years ago, you were approached by Compass, and what happened? Um, I was approached by Compass. I was working for my my father's firm, um, a little a smaller brokerage, and um, I've been looking for a different opportunity to kind of get have a bigger network. And um, a buddy of mine from uh, college that was a founding agent in Dallas, uh, Jonathan Rosen, was like, "I think this is your opportunity." And uh, started looking into it, and I was like, "Yeah, this is exactly what I was Shout looking out for." John Rosen, nice. Yeah. Good. Uh, how do you, how do you and John know each other? So from we were yeah. We both went to University of Texas. We were Delts together there. Uh -huh. and, uh, Delts yeah. is it Delta Tau Delta? Yeah, Delta Tau Delta. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, what kind of frat was that? It was a. It was probably well, a very stu studious, quiet. <laughs> yeah, studious and quiet. Quiet, and, reserved. Know, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we were <laughs> no big, girls. Big party school. I mean, <laughs> it was it was definitely a good time. You know, not too stuck up. Always having a bunch of fun, seeing live music and. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, University of Texas is a fun town living in, in, being in downtown Austin. It's an interesting city. To me, you know, I, I, growing up watching sports, I like to, you know, I like to associate cities with different sports teams. Yeah, and Austin actually doesn't have a professional sports we team. We just got our first one. You guys, that's right. You guys have the Austin FC. Yeah, Austin FC. Yeah, so we're actually having our uh, gala there mm -hmm. this this week, so that's where the party's gonna be at. The stadium's really cool. Gotcha. So I'm excited to go. Have you been to an Austin FC game yet? Yes, I have. Okay. We and did not win. We played Dallas FC. We're now we're we're not great yet, but sure. we're an expansion team. So yeah. um, I think, but the last few games we've won. So Has, okay. I mean, is the coach Ted Lasso? I mean, we're talking <laughs> I wish about, it was Ted Lasso. We're talking but, about someone that's up and coming. But or? no, I mean, what I've been like. I mean, I like soccer more now that I've been to a live game because I've always been a football, basketball type of guy Most and. It was uh, it was it was fun. The crowds were good, and uh, we had a blast. Good, and the stadium's gorgeous. What what I like about Austin is the sports culture is is maybe not it's not pro sports as much. Small college but, town. Uh, you do have the Austin. You do have the uh, University of Austin Longhorns. Yeah, University of Texas. Texas of University of Texas of Austin. Yes. yes. Longhorns. And you have uh, some of the some of the big name players like Vince Vince Young was there. Yeah, Vince I think Young. he's a, I think he's staff there, right? He's staff there. He's also a, I think he's a builder now too here. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Right. He's, got, he's got he's got he's got his hands in a few different. Sure, parts. yeah, good for him. And then for me, uh, you have uh, Cole Brennan, who's actually who yeah. was a quarterback for my team in Washington D.C. Okay. Formerly known as the Redskins. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then you also have the first round pick is uh, Sam Cosme, who's our one of the tackles and O linemen for the Redskins as well. Yeah, yeah. Or Washington football team, sorry. Okay. He was drafted this year. Yeah. Uh, so you guys have a very big uh, college football culture, and you also have some interesting facts. I didn't know this. Uh, Austin has the largest urban bat colony in North America. Yes, yeah, so you, you're going to be able to see that on South Converse Bridge. Uh -huh. uh, so right at right at dusk, the uh, millions of bats will come out and go. That's wild. And it, you'll have people lined up on both sides, and it's a sight to see. You should definitely see it while you're here. Okay, all right. And what it's is right it? next at, to the at sundown. At sundown, it's right next to the hotel. It is the, the blind the, hotel, yeah, the yeah, bridge yeah, right there. Yeah, yep, yeah, I know. So, okay. That is definitely one of our one of our icons. Uh, what I also found interesting, some other factoids. Uh, Austin is the sunniest city in America. Well, I thought Denver, Colorado, they said it was the sunniest city. I, I mean, it's America. definitely. I mean, it's sunny, and in the summertime, it gets hot. So, yeah. I mean, that that's a picture of Barton Springs pool. That is a that's a 365 day same temperature natural pool. Oh, that okay. You can, that you go swim in, and uh, there's how's people. It, how's the same temperature? Well, it's how does 68 that... degrees. It's spring fed. Um, huh. it's, it's so in the summer when it's 110 out, it's still the same. 68. Yeah, it feels when good. When it's winter, when it's winter, same still temperature. Still warm. 68 yeah. So degrees. you get you get people that are that swim laps there every day. Even you in know, the winter. Even in the winter. Well, the winter gets. It, I'm sure yeah. the winter doesn't get too. It doesn't get too, too bad, cold, but right. we have our a few cold fronts a year. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> you well, know, right now it's 82 in November, so. Um, but yeah, the, it's it's, I thought good. it was interesting. I mean, the weather here, people come here for the weather. People come here for the weather, it and then sense, people leave right? in August for the weather because it's too hot. Right, right. That makes sense. Uh, and then another uh, interesting factoid is you guys have apparently the best breakfast tacos in America. Yeah. I and can't... I haven't tried yet, so I will have yeah. to. Yeah, so Torchies is a great one. Taco yeah. Deli, those are, the, those are the two main staples. Torchies and Taco Deli? Yeah, those okay. are the two. And then there's hundreds of other oh, wait, trucks wait. around the Taco place. Taco Deli is a chain. Yeah, but in Austin. It's based. in Austin, yeah. yes. Okay, yeah. I think but it's I not went really, yeah there's, yeah, there's probably seven or eight. It, it just kind like of feels like a subway. Kind of, does yeah. it kind of feel like a subway inside? Or? Yeah, not, not in a sense. I mean, it's kind of like healthier tacos. Torchy's, yeah. Torchy has some unique tacos. I just like, they. you read the menu and you're like, is that going to taste good? And then it tastes it amazing. Tastes amazing. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll have to plug that into the show yeah. for the listeners so when they visit next time, they know. So I want to switch gears into a section that I like to do with all my guests. One word answers. I'm yeah. going to give you... 10 words, and I want you to kind of describe them in one word. You, yeah, listen, if you need to use two or three words, uh, it's fine. Yeah. Okay, so we're just gonna yeah. do kind of a rapid uh, rapid go at it, uh, of, of this. All right, so the first one is COVID Real Estate 2020. Scary than amazing. Okay, scary but amazing. But amazing it's yeah. fine? Sorry, okay. yeah, yeah, I'm, try, I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna try to get- uh, No, all good. Yeah. COVID Real Estate 2021. Bananas. It's good, bananas. Real Estate Reality Television. Staged. Great. Uh, Rob Rafkin. A machine. Machine, yeah, machine, the machine. The machine, yes. Yeah, call him the machine all the time. Austin Real Estate. Crazy. Crazy. I guess bananas, crazy, right? I mean, it's it's not serious. That's yeah. right. Uh, Lake Travis. The best lake. Best lake. Best lake at all time. Um, Zillow. The enemy. <laughs> the enemy. <laughs> a lot of brokers use them for leads. I know. I, that's not my, that's not my, uh, way to do it sure of course. Um, i get it I, I get it i get why people do it you know especially when you're first starting off there is know. there is that vanity yeah that's fine so yeah the next word is ori alone quiet genius quiet genius two words sorry ori and i we have a, we have a funny story about ori I know. Oh, yeah yeah all right my first time i was at my first compass retreat in nashville i was 
having a little too much fun and came and said hello to you and kind of uh, gave Ori a little jolt. <laughs> <laughs> you were slapping backs. Yes. Just put it that way. Yes. Uh, he was cool about it. Like, yeah. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, we just talked about this. Uh, the Austin Breakfast Tacos. I have three words because it's just, I can't get enough. Uh -huh. I, I will eat breakfast tacos every day if it's, if it's available. <laughs> every day, it's a must. Every day yeah. is a must. And Greg Abbott. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? Oh, <laughs> Greg Abbott. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's the last one. Greg Abbott. Wow, you threw that one out on me. Uh, how do I feel about Greg Abbott? That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Yeah. I'm not... A couple words if you want to make it easier for you. Let's <laughs> just say I'm not the biggest fan. Okay, not the biggest fan. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, 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 you know, we were talking about this fishing this morning. Ted Cruz, when you guys had the, the oh, blackout yeah. last year and yeah, he flew, yeah. flew out of town. Yeah, yeah. Ted, Ted's not my there, biggest fan. There are some interesting optics that he thought about. I don't know what kind of you know, PR team he has? Oh or? man, because it was bad. I mean, we didn't. Did you have power? Or? I had power, but my parents didn't have power for a week. Their house, I picked them up and there was 38 degrees in their house. They had and no heat. No, no heat and I just went and picked, for, I, I know I'm on the on the utility grid or something or a hospital mm -hmm. grid because I didn't lose power. I got lucky. Oh, good for but you. But I saw so many houses, so many vacant houses that you go into and it'd just be dripping, pipes busted pipes everywhere. Busted, dri dripping, yeah. I mean, Millions, if not billions, of dollars worth of damage everywhere. Was this house? Did they have power? I'm not sure if they had power or not, but um, she—it's she, a second home, so she. Uh, they weren't even here. They were. She. She's from Canada, so she's yeah. used to that. So she had everything shut off properly good, good, good. because most second home people don't shut off their like know. water heaters mm -hmm. or water. She shut the water off. She so she had nothing, no good. issues. It was very smart of her. Yeah, no, that's very good. That, that, that's very good of every homeowner. So the tip is, if you're leaving for an extended period of time, always. Shut off the water, water, hot water valve, cold water valve, exactly. boiler. Exactly, because yeah. I've never. I mean, I grew up. I grew up in Austin, and I've seen snow, a decent amount of snow, one other time, and that was in like 1988. Mm -hmm. Other times, you get flurries, but nothing sticks. This stuck for a week or two weeks. Uh, like, I heard it was about six inches around Lake Travis. Yeah. Oh like, no, it was crazy. I mean, like, it, it was not. I actually, I drove down to the, the lake because my car could handle it, and I was like, wow, this is. <laughs> It's like winter wonderland. <laughs> yeah, it's once in a uh, But they call it snowpocalypse around here, and everybody knows what you're when, right. what and, you're talking about. And, and no one you had to drive, and yeah, no, I mean it was tough because I mean we at least we had we were stocked up and didn't have to do, go anywhere. But um, there was a bunch of people. I mean, definitely people died, and definitely mm -hmm. it was it was definitely serious, yeah. you know. And and, and Ted uh, Cruz wanted to go to Cabo. And Ted Cruz went to Cabo. <laughs> you know, yeah, he went to the beach. Get a interesting tan. optics. Let's yes. put it that way. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna switch gears. We're doing something called warm-up questions. Now we can, you know, give me a few sentences on every every question, but we'll just kind of go back to back, okay? So, okay. Uh, tell me where you're from and, uh, you know, what, why Austin? Why live here? Yeah. Uh, so I grew up out in the, the Lake Travis area, which is a suburb about 30 minutes outside of Austin. Out back when I was growing up, there wasn't much out there. It was all, you know, you you were on the lake or you came into town to do activities. So like a lot of a lot of UT football, basketball, baseball games, and then, you know, all of Austin's little quirky festivals that they got. But Austin, I, I've just always loved Austin. Their downtown scene's amazing. It's all very, you know, and everybody's so nice around here. Restaurants are good, weather's good. And I'm a water boy, I love the lake, you yeah. know. I, sure. I, I love the ocean too, but there's something about just the, you know, the limestone bottom, really, it's a really clean lake. Um, so we have a boat. We we uh, we use the boat quite often in the summer. What kind of boat do you have? 
Just got a 24 foot crown line, nothing special, you know. I've got two boys, five and crown seven. Crown line is what is that one? It's like wake, a wakeboard boat or no, pleasure, it's not a wakeboard boats? boat. It's like more of a cruising boat, cruising, you know, yeah. and hanging out boat. You know, yeah. you can wakeboard and tube and whatever behind it, mm -hmm. but it also like wakeboard boats can tend to get beat up when it's rough out on the sure. weekend. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so, but I do. I have a bunch of friends that are still wakeboard and surf, you know, every day before. For work, so, <laughs> wow. or, or Friday happy hours, which I like to go be the weight in the back of the boat and watch them flip around. Sure, Lake Travis is very beautiful. Are, did you grow up near the Mansfield Dam? That's where we. Yeah, so you were over there. Was I was twenty minutes from there. Okay, um, so not far. Okay. Um, we're a little bit farther. Mansfield Dam over in that part's uh, a lot more crowded on the weekends. Mm -hmm. So I like to go a little farther north on the lake, just because yeah. it's less people and. Uh, and there are public boat launches there as well. Yeah, there's public boat launches all over the place, um, but I mean the key is having your boat in the marina because there's not enough after covid all the marinas are full full yeah full. it looks like it they're all full yeah, and like that it. was not the case before COVID. Mm -hmm. yeah um, i also think it's just the population growth just going sure. going crazy here i mean sure. we're still averaging i think we're average for the last 10 years we've been averaging 150 people a day moving here wow net. so it's wow. really like 180 and 30 moving away 100 wow okay wow that's that's uh that's incredible i had no idea that that many people that's moving here yes day. it's it's exploding it's uh it's a different town than it was 20 years ago mm -hmm. um, okay. for better or worse you know okay and uh so more about austin i'm gonna put this in the show notes but give me your go-to restaurant and also your go-to bar so go-to restaurant definitely date night would be uchi it's a our our U C H I. It's our best sushi place in Austin. Uchi okay. and Uchi Co. They're sister restaurants, but I like Uchi better. It's like an old converted house on South Lamar. That even uh, though it's a landlocked city, yeah, the sushi is good. The sushi is good. Uh -huh. And then we like so a lot of what people we do um, out here is there's a ton of breweries and distilleries and winer and vineyards out here. So. A Treaty Oak Distillery out out in uh, Dripping Springs is one of my my go to spot you're on like 20 acres you've got you know cocktails on tap you got beer on tap mm -hmm. the kids can run around mm -hmm. they usually have live music on the weekends you know and it's a it's a fun little spot very cool and get that whole hill country outdoor feeling and what was that what was the name of that place again? treaty oak treaty oak like, okay yeah treaty oak distillery and they've got you know they've got a drink called hill country dreaming that is a it's a bourbon drink mm -hmm. and then uh the good juju is a, a gin drink that's just light and refreshing. So nice. Oh, uh, you know your yeah, drinks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know this drinks. Yeah, great. and they've got great food out there. Good barbecue okay. and other stuff. Uh, what do you think makes Austin so good to live and work in? Uh, all these companies moving in. I mean, it's. I think it's. New tech you know, it's it's, uh, it's got Texas's pro business attitude, but with a more moderate uh, liberal feel to it. In the city, because Austin is not. I, we always explain Austin is not Texas. It's not doesn't act the way the rest of Texas does. Sure. And you uh, have the southern hospitality aspect of it. Yes, you got the southern hospitality aspect of it, but you still have you know just the more liberal ways in in, in a way, but not too much. It's still it's middle of the road. You've mm -hmm. got you've got people on both sides. Sure. And um, it's kind of great because people get along that way. You remember when you know you don't have to argue with everybody. And on, it seems like maybe it also benefited from COVID because it was like DeSantis tried to do in Florida. You wanted to open up earlier, stay your open later, yeah. open up earlier. No, that uh, definitely benefited us on COVID because we had I had moms crying when I showed them houses and the bus drove by because like y'all have buses and I'm like what do you mean you don't have a bus he's like well they're not running right now with COVID yeah. like or you, your restaurants are open and like so we get 
I think a lot of people that people that were thinking from California that they were going to move to Texas mm -hmm. at some point expedited their process. Right. It was going to it was going to happen eventually, is what you're saying. Yeah, it was going to happen eventually, but now it just kind of put it on put it on steroids. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, where the market here is just insane right now. Good. Your favorite city or and city actually city or state outside of Austin? We talked a lot about Austin now. New Orleans. Uh, New, yeah, I, why I, is that? I love going to see live music, and uh, I, I definitely went there a bunch in college and throughout the years. And then the food is also amazing. You know, I'm not the biggest Bourbon Street guy because it's a little dirty, but very I like crowded. Yeah. yeah, very crowded. But I do like French Place and going to Jazz Fest and all the other festivals that they have there. And, awesome. Uh, and just the culture is pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah, and it's definitely more humid there. Yes, for sure. For sure. And you got to know where you're going and not, you don't want to wander around. Like yeah, it's harder. Yeah. It's definitely harder to wander around. Yeah. Oh, and if you go to Bourbon Street, you get ready, get ready to be mobbed by just oh, for thousands sure. of people. But it's, it's, a, it's still a fun town and the food's just amazing. Yeah. And, and the, the, some of the houses there are beautiful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just had a friend get a second home there. And Is that right? Gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if Compass will ever open a New Orleans headquarters there. I think at some point. Yeah. Probably in the works. Yeah. Do you have a, real, a role model in real estate? I mean, we talked about your, you know, our friend I mean, John Rosen, who obviously is, you know, an influence in joining companies. For but sure, I would, I would say my dad has been a broker since the, the '80s, and he's been my role model a lot. Mm -hmm. um, he taught me how to, you know, do business by referral and like focus that way, and not try to be just a one-off, you know, one-off transaction type guy. You know, try to keep up with your people. Good. Not give him a he, call on their birthday. He was your real estate coach. Yeah, and give him a call on your birthday, and then he taught me a cool trick where you know he mail him a little birthday card with a uh, a dollar uh, lottery ticket in there. Sure. And send it to him, and everybody gets a kick out of that. You, you never know. know. You never know. You yeah, never know. Yeah, and then one, I also think, and I also think our little compass crew. I always, I mean, ever since I've been over there, like talking to you know talking to a bunch of the agents around here, it's just yeah. a good, I mean, good collaboration. It's you phenomenal know. time. Yeah, and I've learned a lot. Through through all our, our sure, good, our and circle. every single one of our brokers have a different angle. They have a different. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, some sell way more than the others, but, yeah, but everyone's they, good. Everyone's really really solid, and they yeah. have their own business. You can they, tell why they got picked. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, it's definitely a great group. How did you meet your roommate slash wife slash business partner? Yeah. Wow, must be can't get away. Can't get away. Can't get away from <laughs> her. Uh, you know, uh, it's a funny story. Uh, after a UT football game, we got set up on a blind date with oh. her with her father it was me my parents and her father and uh and her i sold her father a house or a condo like two or three years prior to that and okay. uh and i and they were like oh let's go get a steak dinner after the game and so i was your, like your parents were so, was already friends with their parents yes and you didn't know them i didn't i knew i knew richard but on a just a professional sure. level i had never met her okay okay um and when i was 24 she was 22 and you know a free steak dinner at 24 you're gonna take up <laughs> <laughs> of course yeah so uh went on the dinner and i was like in the car they're like oh yeah his daughter's gonna be coming and i was like wait what like and so oh, and she cool. yeah yeah and so and she she had the same response um she's like wait what who's who's this loser or whatever <laughs> but uh i showed up and she was there and i was like i can work with this yeah. <laughs> and uh it was uh it was all good. What did crazy. you did you get her number? Oh yeah, no, I asked her on in front, a, of, I, in front of mom in, and dad. In or? front of mom and dad and her dad, um, I asked her to a concert after dinner. Oh, and nice. so that went from there and and uh, took her to took took her what, to a show. What kind of show was it? It was called On the One. It was a band from San Diego, and it was kind of a jam band, rock and roll right on. band. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. there's always a live music 
in Austin somewhere in yeah. seven days a week. Yeah, it feels not. like a Nashville a little bit walking down the street. It's yes, it's a little different. You know, it's got more. It doesn't have that country feel that no, Nashville no. does. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's uh, yeah, it's got that same feel. The our downtown's bigger though. And how how is your how is it working with your wife? Do you have any uh, tips or tricks or recommendations That's, for people that are out there that also may don't force them to do that? stuff they don't want to do. <laughs> um, Let it be. That, yeah. So, Let her live. Yeah. Well, I mean, we just we've learned our our spots where I succeed and where she succeeds. She's really good at getting the houses ready to go and staged and like prepping them and getting them like you know show ready mm -hmm, and then. Sure. And then she's a lot better. She's the visionary. With, she's the visionary, and she's a lot better with her words than I am. So she can write yes. a great description and for the marketing and get that all put great. together. Where I'm the the pound it and go guy, you know, yeah. answer the phone calls, do the showings, yep. do the contract negotiations, have, have the hard conversations when mm -hmm. they need to be had because oh, we all have to deal with that with our we clients. We have that all the time. Um, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and you know that's what you see with younger agents. They don't. Uh, want to ever have those hard conversations sure. they'll just avoid it till the end and you're like dude you could have saved yourself a month right right you know on this or try to get just... away with a text message or exactly the tech the text it, message when a, a it, phone call or in-person meeting is is necessary yeah. because a lot of a lot of i have agents that they won't even talk to me on the phone when they're doing a deal with us it's all email and mm -hmm. text and it drives me insane especially when we they get... don't want to pick up the call well if it's well, a deal they should be picking up a no call i mean it's just like when you're going through a inspection or option or repairs and you're like okay i can't we're not gonna figure this out via text. So I'm kind of old school in that sense. Where yeah, I want to talk, and I'll even use the point. It's like I'm not giving my counter until you call me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah seriously, <laughs> you can't call me. I don't know why you're in business. What's an insult that you've been, you know, you received uh, that you, you're proud of? You, you had that on there, and I have been trying to figure out what that I'm proud of. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's all good then. Maybe yeah. it's an insult you you received and you learned from it, and it, it became a life learning whether. Personally, or um, business-wise, I could be. I can ask the question. I mean, I can ask questions that I'm probably not supposed to ask all the time. You sure, know, sure. And but in, in always, business or in personal life and business, oh, or okay. not not really business, but um, yeah. You know, the uncomfortable quiet. Like, hey, what's what are you doing about this? And everybody's like, why'd you just ask? That? And I'm like, because <laughs> I want to know. Hi, right, Larry David. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Basically, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you know, so, you know, some people people need people like that in their lives. Yeah. Uh, you have a, a, you know, the holiday seasons are coming up. Do you have a favorite holiday movie? See, I was going, I was thinking about that as well. And um, the one I've been liking right now, and this is probably not for like life, was The Night Before with uh, Seth Rogen. Yeah, okay. And that one's freaking hilarious yeah. just because you got a little holiday cheer, but it's hilarious. It's pretty good. You know? Yeah, it is pretty um, good. Classic movies, I, I mean, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, let's just go <laughs> with good. The Night Before. All good. Okay. Uh, and, uh, oh, finally, you're, do you have a morning routine as business owners? You, you get when you have coaches, they preach morning routine. What do you do in the morning? How are you getting up? What are you doing the first mean, thing? Yeah, routine. I, yeah, I get my coffee. You know, while I'm watching the news or a sports show, I'm writing down what my my to do slash goals are today, okay. and, and not just oh, you can write them down. I, I got my little pad, my yeah, yellow pad. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, it's actually rare. You're actually the first guest probably that has handwritten things out. I've yeah. seen people print out. I don't. Mine. I tried to do the phone and notes on it, but then I don't look at it. Yeah, and so it's more of a reminder. Like in my office, I have all my listings and everything on a board, and, you write uh, it. and I write it oh, cool. active, pending, it's you know, school. closing dates. And old school. Okay. I, I don't know. I just well, I just remember it that way. Otherwise, when I've got my systems. I use the Compass, you know, business tracker, and I like that. Sure. But unless unless I'm logged in, I'm not. That's not, okay. it's not top of mind. Right. Right. And and so I get before I before I start answering email and getting in the weeds because email, as you know, is just 
there's just so much junk in there, but also there's a lot of noise, a lot of noise. I write what I'm supposed to be doing down and then, then go take on that stuff and, uh, always try to get my, uh, proactive business nice. activities, calls, you know, notes or okay. pop buys or yeah, whatever. That, that, that's a, that's a cool thing to do. If you write it down intentionally, then you will memorize it. Yes. Just like school when we're learning, oh, yeah, exactly. you know, Otherwise, we're learning and everything, things that you're taking there's notes, you're writing it down. So much that these transactions do like our checklists are like. 60, I mean, like just a, 60 things on like just on from contract to close, and you're to like, sure it's smooth. all yep. done. So, sure. So, well, you know, what I want to do is pivot, and I like to abuse that word on this podcast, but we want to talk about, you know, your business here, what you're doing right now, as far as let's just say, personally, professionally speaking, you're probably having the best year of your career in terms of volume, maybe in terms of sales. I've read and heard all about it that the Austin market is just on a tear. Why do you think that is? And you know, what, tell me what you what have you learned this year from uh, all of this? Yeah, I'm definitely having my business best year ever, and it's just it's nuts on how many people or how many out of state people, and it's not just Californians mm-hmm. moving here. I mean, it's from all over. It's a lot of Midwest, a lot of Chicago lately, mm-hmm. Michigan, Ohio, and then we're definitely getting a bunch of New York people too. Um, I feel the pro business at uh, politics of Texas is is part of it. And when they go look at other cities in Texas, they don't want that lifestyle. And Austin's kind of got a, a, a little bit for everybody. Mm-hmm. It still isn't for everybody. I mean, every now and then, you know, I'll move some people in and a couple years later they move, you know. But for the most part, people people love this town. They love how nice people are. They love, um, they, I mean, they just love a, a lot there's there's always something to do if you know sure. you're like the person that likes to go to bars there's a ton of bars there's a lot but of outdoor what activities. is it about this year i mean th- this Austin, year. austin's always had that i know so this i mean i the bars were always there i think uh right the restaurants the music the weather 300 days of sunshine i think a lot of the other states were closed and we were open mm-hmm. um and it was just like i like i think i was saying before it was you know a lot of these people have been planning i hear this over it's like oh we're planning to move in the next three to five years but now that we just decided to make that plunge sure um i feel that people are taking a, a deep reflection on themselves and figuring out what they want in life and like a lot of times they want space i mean i have like downtown stuff just started heating back up. It was slow and people were wanting land, you know, mm-hmm. every land, like this land that was worth, you know, 200 grand three years ago is worth 600 now. And Jeez. it's just like, you're, and it's just land. It's just like a piece of land. And you're like, wait, that lot, you know, and everybody's just grabbing it up. And I, I, I've got a line of people that want, you know, acre plus lots that are within 30 minutes of Austin because they work in town. Right, right. Um, Tell me and, about those homes on Lake Travis, that land and the homes there. Oh, what's man. This, what's, this, what's the starting price for those? The, the, to me, it's interesting. Before the ramps are so steep. But yeah. Like, the stairs are so steep. What, what, what are those well, houses that lake you is, go for? I mean, that lake, you know, like Lake Austin's probably 30 to 50 feet deep in places where Lake Travis is anywhere from... Oh, Lake Travis. Yeah, yeah Lake, lake Travis, Travis is anywhere from 100 something 75 feet. feet to, you know, it goes up to like 180 feet. Yeah, I think. It's um, all in the down, by the, down by Mansfield Dam is the deepest part. Where yeah. In front of my marina where we at, it's 100 feet deep. But those houses range, you know, main body on... So South Shore is a lot more expensive than North Shore just of the proximity to mm-hmm. Austin. So South Shore, you can be 30 to 45 minutes to town, whereas North Shore, it's an hour to hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So South Shore is like Lake Travis area, or it's Lakeway, Bee Cave, and then um, North Shore is Lago Vista. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a little farther out. But um, those houses range right now from anywhere from 1.5 to 10 plus million dollars. And there's a 1.5 million, it's a, um, just it's basically a, a wreck. Yeah, 
it, it's I've, how I'm, many square foot is so there's one we're about to go look at 1700 square feet a um, little two bedroom okay. two bath yeah on the lake is for 1.7 okay and um what about 800 and change but it's all about the waterfront with lake travis because lake travis is a fluctuating up and down lake it's city of austin's water supply right sure so and it's the colorado river seven seven lakes mm -hmm. And so it's our holding tank. So it can be 681 elevation is the full. Right now we're about 663, which is about 18 feet low. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty average for this year. But you know, if you get down above below 650, half the half the houses start to lose water. And then those houses, you got water down there somewhere, but, you walk but if you're in really a cove, far down. well, no, I mean a lot of time they don't even the coves are dry. And uh -huh. then main body, you want to have a house on main body because it doesn't ever go dry. Because if, if you have a dock on a, on a, on a cove, cove, your boat is probably tipping over on mud. Yeah, no, exactly. Like my <laughs> uncle had a house, a lake house on the cove, and it, when it got bath, below 655 elevation, he couldn't get his boat out. Oh, no. And so, but that was just a thing. You, you just got to get it out before that you happens. You get it out right? before it happens. And I mean, it's just, that's just part of this lake. And as I always say, because during 2011, 2014, we had like one of the worst droughts ever. It was at like, so we got down to like 625. So we were literally 50, yeah, be. I'm trying to do my math, 55 feet below mm -hmm. normal. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of stuff was dry. Um, you, most people didn't have water, but all the boat ramps were closed. Oh my and, uh, but you, my boat was still available because we had, our boat was on the marina. It was and main body. We, feet. Yeah, you yeah, always, yeah. always have water. Yeah. And uh, we, it was like a different lake, you mm -hmm. know? And since it's a limestone bottom lake, it was just rocks. It was really cool looking. But uh, it probably, it hurt the economy uh, a lot Big because time. we didn't have any of that second home business. Um, a lot of the uh, restaurants on the lake went out of business. Sure, yeah, all, yeah, yeah. All, a lot of marinas, you know, were struggling. But um, but no, uh, before COVID, th that same one point five million dollar house was probably eight nine hundred. Ooh, wow! You know, oh my um, goodness. Okay, so, so COVID, big jump. Yeah. There's a pretty big jump. Even I mean, some of these houses that were jump. Yeah. Well, yeah, even these houses like this, uh, these houses in uh, the waterfront estates. There's two sales that just happened above five million. And those same houses were $3 million houses, mm -hmm. 2.8, 2.9. So the, the high and end, the high end had a bigger jump. Mm -hmm. It was almost double right. in some places. Right. And it's like people, the quality, seems like. And people were paying it. I mean, just last weekend, there was you know a new waterfront house that went it went first before it even hit the market through you know compass coming soon and had multiple offers. You know, and it, and she paid 1.7 for it. She's probably into it for two four, and she got a she got. I think three five. Mm, wow! So okay. and, and she bought it last year. Jeez! So, so it's the waterfront stuff is very popular. Waterfront and land are the most popular. If I come to you today as a buyer and my budget is uh, two million, when what are you telling me? What's what's the advice? Go to Lago Vista or Spicewood. And not, have, not the waterfront. No, you, I, I mean I want to go to the waterfront. Yeah, if you want waterfront, you'd have to go to the North Shore or go out in Spicewood a little farther. Mm -hmm. You couldn't be in Lakeway proper. Lakeway proper is now it seems like it's like three and a half and higher, and that used to not be the case whatsoever. I mean, you used to be able to find a really nice waterfront house in Lakeway, which is like the heart where everybody wants to be next to all the golf courses and restaurants. Um, you can find a really nice one anywhere from a million to 1.5. Mm -hmm. And now that is not those same houses. There's three. If I'm a seller right now, do you think they're, I, what, what's, what's your, what's your strategy? I mean, how do you convince a seller to be, to, to sell and what's the guy? Well, with the having a lake house, I think it's different than having, it's like, it's, it's, most of these guys are second homes and a lot of these houses never hit the market. They go, 
they just get handed down to their kids. Okay. Because they're like they're thought of as the, you're not going to get it back. Right. You know? Right. And, um, you're not going to get it back. You're not going to get once it. Once you let it go, it's once over. you let it go, you're going to you either have to be super loaded or you you know because a lot of these guys didn't pay squat for them. Sure. We have a huge Houston contingency that comes up every summer and they have like their own little. They come second up home. second home niche and they're all over here and they're all hanging out together and they come up, you know, because it's two and a half to three and a half hours depending on what part of Houston you are to here. And they've got lakes over there, but it's just not like, like everybody's like, well, it's not like Travis, you know, because gotcha. it's a... But Houston's closer to the ocean. They have the... But, you know, it's still a Texas beach, you know, this is a lot It's not nicer. different than Gulf of Mexico. It's different. I mean, yeah. I mean, I will say, you know, some of those Alabama and uh, Florida beaches are definitely nicer. We're getting... Our beaches are nice. They're just not... They're not those types. They're not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where Where do you think? Where do you see this market going as we move into 2022, with maybe a potential rise in interest rates? Obviously, the inventory will probably be scarce going into early part of 2022. What's going to happen? I, you think? I feel in Austin and in most of Texas, it's going to continue to be strong with mm-hmm. low inventory. I do feel that some people are going to start listing their houses more just because of these empty nesters that we're planning on selling in the next few years. Like this beautiful house here. Yes, because they know they can get a good price and they were planning on selling at some point. So why not? Why not now? Why not now? Because there are people, I mean, there are people that think that, you know, maybe not in 2022, but in 2023, the market's going to start to slow down. I feel like Austin is not happening with Tesla announcing every day they keep bringing more people oracle now moving their headquarters here i mean there's if i mean if you just read the business journal there's it seems like a new a new big company moving here every month right and um it's just been on steroids and you get you know elon and joe rogan saying austin's the best place in the world and i want to like oh did joe rogan move here too yeah joe rogan's here too now wow yeah Yeah, so and and he's talking on his podcast and his radio show all the time we're like come on shh Please stop talking about it. You know? <laughs> like, Every time Joe Rogan praises Austin, the rents go up. Mm-hmm. It's like, please stop. Slow yeah, down. I mean, the one thing <laughs> that Austin is not great at is the traffic. We we uh, simply refuse to build roads that or expand roads it's, that we that need That seems to. like that's a every city problem. Yeah. Not just here. It's, it's, it's pretty bad here. I get people, I mean, it's not, yeah, it's probably not as bad as California, but even my California clients say it's... There's parts of it, and they're like, "Damn, that's worse than California." Traffic some parts, bad, yeah, yeah. 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 But we were always built to be a small college town, and then it just didn't happen that way. Gotcha. Since the market is such a seller's market, when you go on pitches, are you competing with other agencies? And is, if so, how are you getting the edge? How are you trying to? How are you? How are you beating out your competition? Yeah. So yeah, typically, I mean, I would say half of my deals they're past clients, and I don't. I'm not pitching against another agent, but. I think a lot of the Compass Tools and the listing presentation and CMA help look mm-hmm. give you that professional edge, but I also think my history here and being an agent for 17 years and, you know, it's not my first rodeo and that you grew I get. Up here. I grew up here and I try not to give these sellers, oh, I'll list it for whatever, you know, even though this market, you know, I've been, I've even been proven wrong on like, oh, we're not going to get that and then sure. the next week we get it, you yeah. know, and you're like, yeah, yeah. and then the seller's like, well, you said we weren't going to get it. I was like, well, there's nothing to support this price, but there's nothing. We'll take it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but um, I mean, the, how is the bank gonna appraise the home? Like you don't know, but well, we'll take it. right now, Austin's such a competitive market. You're getting appraisal waivers left and right. Oh, you good. Know, if it's that's that, a thing. That is a thing. They well, and is it, if, if it's a thing, me back then. Bank of America, Wells. They just have to put more you money can, down. Yeah. You can you can do that. The Wells will, will well, waive an appraisal. No, they're not. The bank's not waiving the appraisal. 
the buyer is, and they're going to have to come up with a different. Sure. So it's they're meaning they're going in non contingent on a mortgage. Exactly. Sure. So well, even they're the not, not just the mortgage, but also the appraisal. Appraisal. They'll, yeah. So they'll, even they'll, if the appraisal wipe comes out low, all, yeah, they can just put up more money to balance it. And even I if it's mean, ten thousand dollars for that. I heard of a, a deal in in Westlake where they had a million dollar option period mm-hmm. for a million bucks for three days. And sure. It's like the guy explain that to the to the audience. So after you, when you put a house. Under contract, we have, typically have an option period in Texas where they can do their inspections and you know make sure they want to buy it and have an unrestricted right to terminate, mm-hmm. and they have to pay for that. Sure. And so typically, you know, it's like five hundred to two thousand bucks. Yeah. A million dollars. A million dollars. Yeah, it's unheard of. <laughs> and I've been hearing. I mean, I just had one for ten grand for three days. On, yeah, yeah. On a Two point three million dollar deal, and my seller was like, "Why are they giving me ten grand?" It's like because they really want the house. He goes, "Is that a thing?" And he was like, I was like, yes, that's yeah, a thing. Good for you, Mr. Yeah. Seller. Yeah, Mr. good for Seller. you. But he good just didn't you. get it. It was, it was just he, he. He was in commercial development, and he just like, really, that's crazy. <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, so sometimes you have to do what you have to do. If the buy side agent is really, you really could. in tune with the market, they're gonna set the tone on how the buyer should act. For sure, and right? I mean, but buyer fatigue is a real thing. I, oh, I've of had, course. I've had multiple buyers this year just. Say, my friend when, Tim, who I referred yeah, you to, yeah, 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 he just he they decided not to move to Austin because it was they the price too is, much. It's too crazy, but it's but it's not. It hasn't gotten any better no, since got, the last time you met. No, Tim. no, <laughs> it got worse. They, it got worse. So yeah. he he guessed wrong. Yeah, he uh, did. Unfortunately, yeah. you know, well, they're jaded New Yorkers. Yeah, he guessed <laughs> he guessed wrong, but um, but uh, no, I mean it's it's crazy. I've got buyers that are like, I just can't. I I, I like the last buyer I just closed on. We put eight offers in before we won our oh first ones, you know, and we just got lucky on the the last one. We, oh, I mean, we were it was it's not even like a big deal. I mean, it wasn't even a big number. His budget was six twenty five. We started instead of looking at houses at six twenty five, we were looking at houses at five twenty five mm-hmm. because everything was multiple offers and getting bid up. So we just quit torturing ourselves because we only had we had a budget. So mm-hmm. we looked at lower price stuff and finally won one eighty five k over ask. Okay. And wasn't horrible, but, but if it's a financing or a thirty year on a mortgage at three point two percent. But the funny thing know, was, so. the appraisal came in. We were had under contract for six fifteen. The appraisal came in at six fifty, and he would let it listed at six or five twenty five. So oh wow, I don't know how that okay. works. Well, yeah. you know, some you know yeah. appraisals are interesting. It's uh, one of my favorite attor- my, one of my favorite attorneys likes likes to say this, but you know, an appraiser is like your best friend calling your wife ugly. It's very subjective of our objective, so it doesn't really necessarily matter. Yeah. Who cares what the appraisal says? Yeah, no, I agree. And necessarily, it is what the market is worth. Like, you see your wife, or I don't know, whoever's girlfriend, yeah. whatever, partner, yeah, yeah. as attractive as the, in the eyes of the beholder. Yeah. And who cares what your friend thinks? Exactly. Right? At the end of the day, no, so exactly. it's the same thing with the appraiser. Who really cares if the appraiser thinks this is actually worth X, and if it's actually contract is Y, if it's higher or lower, it's still in the beholder. For sure, but go in and the bank it. cares though. Bank definitely cares, but that's the only way the bank can protect themselves. Yes, yeah, right? exactly. No, I get it. It's 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 there for a, a, a fail safe. It's a buffer. It's a buffer. It's a buffer, right? Yeah, because you don't want you don't want fraud. Obviously, you don't want bad. You actors. don't want another two thousand eight. And definitely not. Yep, that's right. Uh, the big short. There's a great segment where the uh, the dancer has uh, multiple rental homes, mm-hmm. and the yeah. I think the the banker asked the dancer what what's going on like how are you you know getting these mortgages like oh you know nothing, I don't know <laughs> and he's like we're in a bubble <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah well um, with regards to just you know your general history of being in the business for how many years seventeen seventeen years. Yeah. 
What kind of advice can you give to the younger generation of how they can grow their business? What can what can they do that's better? You know, we talked about the phone and picking up the phone. Maybe some of you yeah, picking enjoy. up the phone. I, I that's, always that's think basic. connection. Yeah, and but, I also think building your sphere, building. Your, I, I do business by referral. Can I think you that's, go into that? Elaborate on that. Getting not just doing little one-off deals, and you keep up with those. You do lease properties. That a lot of times these lease people turn into sales. A lot mm -hmm. of times, you know, and you try to slowly. I mean, my first two years was, it was slow. It was grinding, sure. you know, yeah. I, I, and it was tough. And it's not like your dad was just giving you business. Yeah, yeah. Was a listing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it was mainly, you give you a buyer and then you got to go hustle and find something in the mm -hmm. market in 2004, 2005. It was super hot down yeah. here at that time. Mm -hmm. It was still, it wasn't like this, but I, it's, it's, uh, I like doing business by referral because you get to, you have a little trust level with the people that you're getting referred to. So sure. you're just not. You know, internet leads are for, I mean, it's not for everyone. I'm not saying, you know, it's a bad thing or not, but um, it's, you got to close one out of, you close one out of 20 usually. With you the, probably you won't know. burn out if you just rely on you, internet Yeah, exactly. You know, life. and I'm not saying don't do it, and, you know, but with, when you get those internet leads, cultivate those, yep. cultivate those people and mm -hmm. ask. I always never, at the beginning, it was hard to ask for, you have to ask to receive. Mm -hmm. And so asking for, hey, if you ever know anybody that needs to buy or sell, would you use me, you know? They can say, no, I wouldn't, I'm going to use this guy, you know, but at least you know, right. and now you know where to use your time or yes, of course, guy, you know, and then just kind of pinging them, you know, shooting them a birthday card, saying what's up or seeing they Sounds. had a, seeing they had a kid, you know, or, or whatever and giving them a congratulations, you know, on Facebook or whatever, mm -hmm. just keeping up with people and trying to, you know, a lot of my clients are my really good friends. And, uh, and so I do like doing it that it makes it more enjoyable. Because uh, I, I mean, a residential real estate—it's an emotional process, and very you know, much. And you can get uh, you can get process. worn out. You know, I, I do a lot of commercial as well, and I go back and forth on which one I like better. Right. Sometimes um, commercial is easier because it, maybe it's not as emotional. It's, it's it's on that front, yes. But it's sometimes numbers. it takes. I'm closing two deals in December that I've been working on for 18 months. Uh -huh. I've had yeah. them under contract. Oh, congratulations. For 18 months, so uh -huh. it takes it can take it can take it out of you, but like residential, you know, I always say it pays my bills, and the commercial deals are my like little you know gravy train sure. for my savings account. You're you're not like an older generation broker by any means, but no. what do you think about these agents? I mean, you and I are around the same age. What do you think about these agents that are just purely on social media or just purely on Facebook ads? I don't think it's sustainable. Yeah, you know, you think I, same thing. I, I think it's kind of a, a cold thing. Um, but I, I have seen agents have great success with it. So mm -hmm. I mean, it's not for me. I'm not a big social media. Always makes I, I do it for work. You know, mm -hmm. try to get it out there. But it's it's, it seems so negative lately. Oh you know? yeah, sure. sure. I, I, it doesn't give me good feelings a lot of times. You put posts out, you know, on then you get some troller like negative commenting you, and you're like. Do you, do you get that? I don't get that. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> when you're big, you get a lot of trollers and stuff well, like that. Well, just posting listings to different group pages and you're like, and some guy's like, why'd you put this here? It's like a swap group. And I was like, yeah, it's Lakeway swap. There's a bunch of multimillionaires here. And then like 20 comments said the same thing. Uh -huh. And he was like, I was looking for a pair of socks. And, uh, <laughs> and you put this $3 million listing that I can't afford to buy. And I was like, well, so move what? on to the move next on, one. Buddy. But he, he decided to troll me for like yeah. three or four days. Oh my goodness. You know? And yeah, finally okay. I was just like. Sometimes it's not, it, it's not worth the, the battle. It's not yeah, worth your it's Yeah, but I mean, time. it's to each their own. You know, I, I think you social media is needed. It's a good it's way a good to supplement. Get, it's a good supplement. I think yes, that's exactly. It's right. a good supplement, but that's not gonna. That's not gonna be your. It shouldn't be your full business approach. Not sh no, not at all. Yeah, I um, think uh, the a lot of people have gotten into the business lately because of the TV show. And you said earlier in one word, you said fake. I used to. I still like the shows, but now. <laughs> 
it just seems staged. Sure. It just seems staged. Sure. Like and nobody people get does into deals. It, people do get into the business because of the show. Oh, I mean, and, and they think it. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think that's bad for the people that are coming in that are influenced by that TV show? In a way, because that arguing, I don't like the screaming and like getting in these huge fights really with everybody. It doesn't much. happen in real estate, so <laughs> I don't want people to like try to like get a hard on when they're doing negotiations, yeah, trying dude. to act like a badass. This is the way I like to negotiate. Yeah, exactly. on the yeah you're like, like, okay, dude, just chill. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna. I, I don't respond to this aggression. Is not the, this is not your first deal. This is not your last deal. <laughs> exactly. So just um, yeah. So. I think the shows are good for the business. I also feel like, you know, everybody, they make it look easy. Uh, sure. And because I get, I mean, I, I think it's like one out of 10 makes it, you know, being mm -hmm. with join it. Because I have a lot of friends, like, oh, I'm going to get my real estate license. And then a year later, they're like, yeah, I can't handle this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know. Sure. And I was like, yeah, it's not for the faint and yeah. weary, you know. Um, yeah. You got to have a thick skin. I go up, I have my ups and downs where I love real estate with a passion. And then other times I, despise it at times, you know, and have my ups and downs. It's just a roller coaster sometimes, but that's, but that also makes it the fun about it. You know, when mm -hmm. you have, when you're on the high, you're just like, it's the best feeling ever. But when you're on the low, it's just, you know, it's not, you're like, oh man, I don't want to do that again. No, that, that's definitely right. This is, uh, it, I don't know about here, but in New York City, it's 90% of the people uh, that uh, apply for the real estate exam. And then when it comes up for renewal in two years, 90% of the people don't come back. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So it's definitely a, a very, very high turnaround yeah. environment. Yeah. So in 2009, after the recession, we were down to 9,000 agents in Austin. And then at the end of, at the beginning of 2021, we were at 17,000 agents. Wow. Okay. So. Wow. Almost double. Almost That's double in that, in that amount of time. You know, it's good to give opportunity to people. You know, we, real mm -hmm. estate is, like Robert says, is one of the best industries to, for female entrepreneurs, the LG, you know, the, the LGBTQ community, the the you know the independent contractors like us, we all get an equal opportunity to grow our business to, for sure. to and, and it sustains a, a lifestyle that's actually you know that you can you can grow your family or you can help your you know you can and, help your parents you can you grow can, your kids and you can do whatever way you want you exactly know? Yeah, yeah, that's what I like about it business. yeah you don't have to follow every the same path that everybody else does you can find your that's what I think people need to do is find their niche that's right because yeah. you know just being the jack of all trades realtor. It's hard to get your start because if you can find your niche, then you can start branching out, branching out to doing other things, sure. you know, and try to, you know, get really good at one thing and then go from there. Yeah. Well, guy, thank you so much, man. This has been an amazing podcast recording session, but I know we're a busy guy. We have the Austin retreat. You got yeah. a million events. You're hosting a big event tonight. We're hosting so a big event tonight. It should be fun. Yeah. So uh, you follow a guy. What's your Instagram? At the Oberg group. Okay. At the Oberg Group, I'll put that in the show notes as well. And I also have the website that you guys can follow as well. If you need any resources for Austin, whether it's real estate related, I mean bars, I mean bars, music. restaurants, live music, <laughs> I, I know it all. I've been here a long time yeah, I mean, and uh, I enjoy it immensely. Please reach out to Guy and use them as a resource for you and your family and your friends because uh, you, you always want, if you're coming to Austin, you always want some local knowledge and uh, some guidance. So, thank you very much for listening. Bye. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Appreciate your time. Appreciate your time. Thank you very much, and I hope you enjoy the episode.